It's 8 o'clock on today coming up. Eye on the storms. Severe weather affecting large swaths of the country. From dangerous tornadoes to a powerful coast-to-coast winter system. Al's got the full forecast. Plus, comic stripped. The creator of Dilbert, under fire, his comic removed from a growing list of major papers after his viral rant that publications are calling racist and discriminatory. The details just ahead. Then, come sail away. We're kicking off our Spring Break Confidential series with a look at cruises. Go-kart racing or rock wall climbing, all these cool things that you can do ashore, you can now do on a cruise ship. Vicki Wynn has the deals, tips, and tricks you need to know before you book. And lucky stars, we go inside last night's SAG Awards, chock full of emotional moments. Believe me, if you just stay in there and you put one foot in front of the other, you'll get to where you need to go. Historic wins. This moment no longer belongs to just me. It also belongs to everyone who has asked for change. And must-see fashion as we bring you the show's biggest moments today, Monday, February 27th, 2023. Maine and Ashland, Ohio. From Coppers Cove, Texas, here for Anise 40th. Shout out to Montclair State University. Go, Go Red Hawks! Turn in the big 5-0. Charleston, South Carolina. Sending love to our daughter Amanda. Back in Coventry, Rhode Island. From, From Little Rock, Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas. LJ turned 70 today. It's Emily's first time in New York. And first time on TV. Hello Today Show! Oh, look at that cutie. I will get hands on that baby if we if I find him out there. What a cutie. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to you today. It's so nice to have you with us on a Monday morning. Hoda's got the morning off. We've got Craigers up and early. Yeah. And let us get to your news right here at 8 o'clock. This morning, we top it with this wild mix of severe winter weather affecting many parts of the country. Several feet of snow fell on the mountains of California while floodwaters stranded drivers in Pasadena and Los Angeles. And tornadoes damaged homes and cars in the Midwest. Kansas, Oklahoma affected the Texas panhandle scoured by 100-mile-an-hour wind gusts, and the New York City area could get its first significant snowfall of the season. Al, you got enough weather there for you? Uh, well, we try to squeeze one more thing in, but right now, <laughs> let's get started. 56 million people under winter weather advisories, winter storm watches, warnings, even blizzard warnings out west. Here in the northeast, we've got the, the winter storm warnings, winter weather advisories stretching from the Great Lakes all the way into New England, and we've got the risk of severe weather as this system moves to the east. We're looking for that risk today stretching from Illinois all the way into Ohio. Possibility of tornadoes cannot be ruled out. Double barrel low pressure system pushing east, bringing snow and ice across the Great Lakes into the northeast. Later on tonight here in the northeast, severe weather across Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. Then tomorrow that low pressure moves off the eastern seaboard and up into Canada, bringing about two to four inches around the Great Lakes. But here in the northeast, some greater amounts. Boston could see two to four. Augusta, Maine, four to eight, six inches. Hartford can Connecticut, four to eight. Even New York City could be looking at two to five inches of snow. Plus, we've got significant icing in central Wisconsin, where we could see power lines and trees down because of up to a quarter of an inch of ice, guys. All right. Looks like winter finally decided to show up for a lot of Absolutely. folks. Mr. Roker will come back to you in just a few moments. Meanwhile, that planned launch of a manned SpaceX mission to the International Space Station scrubbed overnight. SpaceX says there was an issue with the ignition system. The Falcon 9 
one rocket was supposed to carry a four-man crew, including two Americans, into low Earth orbit so it can dock with the International Space Station. The next chance for the launch from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida will be early Thursday morning. Now to the growing fallout from controversial statements made by the creator of Dilbert, the popular comic strip, being dropped from a growing list of newspapers today. NBC's Emily Aketa joins us with a closer look. Emily, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. At one point, the comic strip Dilbert, which pokes fun at workplace culture, appeared in more than 2,000 different newspapers worldwide. But now the company that syndicates Dilbert is cutting ties with creator Scott Adams after his comments that publications are denouncing as racist and discriminatory. This morning, hundreds of newspapers are stripping their pages of the widely syndicated comic Dilbert after this live stream by its creator, Scott Adams. If if, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. Adams referencing a recent poll during his YouTube show Wednesday and taking aim at black Americans who disagreed with the statement, it's okay to be white, a hate slogan used by white supremacists, according to the Anti-Defamation League. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. His rant igniting furor on social media. The once popular comic now dropped by a growing number of publications, including the New York Times and the Washington Post, denouncing his comments as racist and promoting segregation. My reputation for the rest of my life is destroyed. After a barrage of tweets and multiple live streams since the incident, Adams doubling down on his comments again on Sunday. Including the cancellations. This was all predictable. And I knew it when I said it, and I was okay with it. The 65-year-old says the media took his words out of context, and he was only advising people to avoid hate, now catching the attention of billionaire Elon Musk, who tweeted, the media is racist. Are we sticking with our ban on useless greetings? Yes. Yes. Despite his highly successful comic that briefly reached TV screens, Adams has been no stranger to controversy. Months ago, the San Francisco Chronicle reported it stopped carrying Dilbert after his work made fun of reparations for African-Americans. Fellow cartoonist Darren Bell says publications should now meet the moment. Newspapers have an opportunity right now to show who they want to talk to in this country. And I hope they think long and hard and pick the right ones. Adam says he'll likely lose most of his income in the wake of his comments. That guy's all know he continues to stand by. All right, Emily Aketa, thank you. Less than three months after her release from a Russian prison, WNBA star Brittany Griner made a surprise appearance at this weekend's NAACP Image Awards. The room full of A-list celebrities giving Griner and her wife Sherelle a standing ovation there. Griner, of course, detained in Russia for 10 months on drug charges before being freed in a prisoner swap last December. It feels so good to be here, especially with my beautiful, amazing wife and with all of y'all here today. Griner thanked her supporters and called for the return of other Americans who are being held abroad. She also recently rejoined the Phoenix Mercury's WNBA team as well. Carson's going to have a lot more from the NAACP Image Awards and the highlights from last night's SAG Awards. It's all coming up on Top Start. First, though, we're going to help you plan that next vacation. Vicki Wynn and our Spring Break Confidential Series. Hey, good morning. It is wave season. That means it's prime time to book your cruise getaway. I'm Vicki Wynn with the tips for what you need to do on land and once you get here on the ship to make the most of your money and your time. That's next on Today. 
Vicky's here. We've got Spring Break Confidential. So glad we're kicking things off with cruises. So after taking a huge hit during the pandemic, bookings are now shattering sales records. And when it comes to savings and advice, no better captain than NBC senior consumer investigative correspondent. Oh, mateys. Everyone's getting on a cruise ship now, huh? They really are. Demand is through the roof, as you said. And we are right in the middle of wave season now through the end of March. You can really save big on a cruise. So if you are thinking of cranking up that Yacht Rock playlist and hitting the open seas, climb aboard. We have exactly what you need to know. Roller coasters, go-kart racing, water parks, not on land, but at sea. And with several new ships arriving this year, cruises can be found at all price points, like this three-night cruise in the Bahamas for under 300 bucks per person, or a seven-night voyage for two on the Mediterranean for 2,900. As travel restrictions ease, families are ready to hit the high seas. Well, I think there was an appetite for people who really wanted to travel and really weren't doing it during the pandemic. Colleen McDaniel is the editor-in-chief of CruiseCritic.com. Why is cruising back in such a big way? Cruising is bringing new ships. They are loaded with amenities and things to do. Activities like go-kart racing or rock wall climbing, all these cool things that you can do ashore, you can now do on a cruise ship. Just how big is this wave of reservations? Celebrity Cruises had its largest booking day ever on Black Friday. Holland America up 20% from 2019. And Royal Caribbean had its biggest booking day in the company's 53-year history. Among the most popular destinations, Alaska and Northern Europe's British Isles, Greenland and Iceland. McDaniel says start by working with a travel agent, especially if you've never cruised before. And don't pick based on price. Tell the agent what you want to do. Pricing will be a part of it, but it shouldn't be the biggest factor because if you don't have that great ship, you're not going to have the perfect experience. If you're booking the cruise yourself, look for discounted gift cards on websites like Raise or CardCash.com. We found this one a $500 value for $430. If you apply several gift cards to your purchase, the savings really add up. So how do you make the most of your experience and save money once you're on board the ship? Well, to show you, I'm here on The Gem by Norwegian Cruise Lines. And with me, Stephanie Cardell. She's the director of communications. So, Steph, what should folks think about once they set foot on board? Sure. There's so much to do on board. Everybody loves to dine and eat when they're on board the ship. So make sure you go down and you get your specialty dining package if you haven't done so yet. Same with your unlimited beverage package. You know, if you want to spend days around the pool um, having your favorite cocktail, make sure to do that first. And those packages tend to save you more money than if you bought Lala Carte. Absolutely. And then you have some tips on saving on the rooms too. Yep. Let's go check those out. Great. So, Steph, what do you need to think about when it comes to accommodations if you're on a budget? It really depends what type of traveler you are, right? Or if you're traveling solo, we have studio staterooms, right? So they're designed and priced for the solo traveler. If you're looking to just spend um, more of your time outside, enjoying the pool deck, enjoying the bars, the entertainment, then an inside stateroom might be for you. Or if you're looking to spread out in more luxurious accommodations or if you have a large family, something like this, the three-bedroom Haven Villa, might be a great option for you. And you can split the cost if you're traveling with another couple or some other friends. Absolutely. It's like having your apartment out at sea. Thank you. The cost of drinks can really add up on a cruise, but check out cruiselead.com. They have a drink calculator that can help you figure out which drink package to save you the most money. However you vacation, grab some me time. The best time to save on the spa when the ship is docked. You have a secret tip for saving at the spa. What's that? 
So on port days, there's always a special. So keep an eye out. You'll get a notice in your room, and that'll tell you what that special is for the port. And the better deals are as the cruise is getting closer to its end. I wish we had time to show you. It's not all buffet eating and also, by the way. It, the, a lot of a la carte dining options, sit-down restaurants. Mm. And also, a lot of cruise lines are now offering rooms for one and even nightclubs for singles. So whether you are mm. on your own, cruising as a couple, or you're bringing your kids, there really is something for everyone. And as for health and safety, a lot of cruise lines now require staff to be fully vaccinated. And they've really gotten a hold of sanitizing and uh, medical-grade air filters. So it's as safe on the cruise ship as you can be on land when it comes to COVID. So don't worry about that. You do want to figure out what countries you may be going to, yeah. though, yeah. because they might not let you off the ship if you don't match their protocols okay. for vaccination and testing. Well, if you're in that three-bedroom villa, you don't care. You don't need to get, you don't need to get off the ship. Your hot tub. It's true. That was not on Love Boat. No, no, the love it was boat. Not. no, it was not. What do you have for tomorrow's Spring Break Confidential? All right, so if going out to sea is not for you, we've got ideas for you on land. Rental oh, homes, good. home sharing. I don't know if you've ever done this. Shared a home share, either with friends or you travel with another family. The kids keep each other occupied. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Like you rent a big house and exactly. everybody, you bring a bunch of kids. Yeah. Something more fun than that. you could maybe afford on your own. Yeah. Oh, no. It's fine because the kids entertain each other. As long as you like, like your friends you're going with. And you make sure you know who's doing what chores and who gets oh, the yeah. big rooms. You work all that Split out in advance. Split the cost. Split uh, the oh, cost. yeah. You, you know work that. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Okay. So we'll talk with about that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, thank you, Vic. That yeah. was great. Thank we you, Vic. Thanks, Vic. Uh, Mr. Roker, very busy morning in the weather department. Absolutely. We got these severe storms making their way through the upper Midwest. We're looking at record highs down through the Gulf Coast, southeast in Florida. Heavy snow out west, sunshine from the plains all the way down to Texas. We're looking at beautiful weather in Hawaii with temperatures in the upper 70s. Little on the chilly side in Alaska, anywhere from minus 3 to 11 above with some hazy conditions. And that's your latest weather. Best time of the morning. All right. We got to get to it. We're losing items as we sit here. Let's go. First up, the SAG Awards. Last night's Hollywood's brightest stars, the red carpet for the ceremony, often considered a preview for what's to come at the Oscars. And it was the cast of Everything Everywhere yes. All at Once that outshone the competition, sweeping up the most wins. Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh took home the titles for Best Supporting and Leading Female Actor. The truth of the matter is I'm 64 years old and this is just amazing. We're here because we love what we do. And we will never stop doing this because we really, really love it. But thank you for giving me a seat at the table because so many of us need this. We want to be seen, we want to be heard. And tonight, you have shown us that it is possible. And oh, the poor guy that I, had to mic that dress. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's not easy. The, mic, yeah. uh, the Everything cast made SAG history with their wins. Michelle being the first woman of Asian descent to win the lead acting uh, award. And her co-star, uh, Ki Hui Kwan, became the first actor of Asian descent to win the supporting male category. When I stepped away from acting, it was because there were so few opportunities. And now, tonight, here we are, celebrating James Hong. Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hsu, Hong Chow, Harry Sum Jr. The landscape looks so different now than before. So thank you so much to all of you in this room and everyone who contributed to these changes. 
Meanwhile, over on the small screen, the cast of HBO's White Lotus and the hit sitcom Abbott Elementary took home the awards for Best Ensemble. Congrats to all the winners last night and to Sally Field honored with the SAG's Life Achievement Award as well. Next up, the NAACP Image Awards. The SAG crew wasn't the only people celebrating over the weekend. Queen Latifah hosting Saturday's big show honoring artists across industries and entertainment. And the Grammy-winning singer and actress opened the show with a quick musical number, the Beehive buzzing because Beyonce took home two of the night's top awards. Awards in the music category. The Renaissance singer won Best Female Artist and Album. And guys, in case you haven't heard, Angela Bassett did the thing. The legendary actress who picked up multiple wins for Wakanda Forever and the series 911 landed the biggest title, winning the Image Awards trophy for Entertainer of the Year. When I think about my career, I can't help but reflect that oftentimes when I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, there was often someone there who looked like me with open arms, assuring me that there was a place for me as an actor. It was a massive night for the Black Panther team, too, earning the most wins of the night, including Best Soundtrack, Writing, and Ensemble Cast. Congrats to all the image winners. And finally, Cocaine Bear, the grisly comedy, (laughs) tore up the movie's theater this weekend. The Elizabeth Banks-directed film raked in a whopping $23 bucks, soaring above most of the projections that they had. They only thought it'd make about $16, $17 Well, it did more than that. And based on the ad, it was based on true events. The movie stars Carrie Russell, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and the late great Ray Liotta landed in the number two spot just behind Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So congrats. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Good for Elizabeth Banks. Congrats to the bear. Awesome. Guys, we've got today's winter escape. Don't forget that. And it's Savannah this morning. Savannah, Georgia. I like it. Yes. Mayor Van Johnson, WSAV News 3's Kim Gusby are in Forsyth Park for us. Hello. Good morning, Savannah. Hello, good morning. morning. Savannah, let me hear you. That's right. Now, remember, just last year, our Today Show family was just up the road on Hilton Head. That's right. Talking to them, our neighbors. But now we are publicly making a petition to have Savannah and the Today Show family in Savannah, Georgia. And it makes sense because, I mean, obviously, um, Al has been here. He has family here. Uh, Craig has been here. But Savannah... Savannah. Savannah, Savannah. Savannah, Savannah. And we're the greatest city on earth. Yes. Absolutely. And speaking of the greatest city on earth, we are also the greatest winter escape destination in the world. Absolutely, because, I mean, it's about weather. Look at the beautiful weather here. Kyle says we're going to be in the 80s. We might break a record today. We have proximity. We have the greatest food, the greatest people. We are a place that relishes in our history, but more importantly, excited about our future. And we have the Savannah Ghost Pirates, right? We have the Ghost Pirates. Now, we also have just this unique experience here in our city. Well, I mean, we just got finished celebrating, or finishing celebrating our Black History Month. Mm-hmm. We have the second largest St. Patrick's Day celebration in the country, second only to New York. And then all throughout the year, we're a religious town, we're a college town, uh, the Savannah State University, the Savannah College of Art and Design, so many others. We're the home of the third ID. Uh, and again, we just have so many things happening in our beautiful city. And I hate to interrupt, but we have one thing to say, and that Kim, Mayor Johnson, your city never looks so good. Thank you so much for being with us. What an awesome wow, escape that would be. Oh, yeah.
Let's go, guys. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. Do it. Uh, coming up, Carson and his pals at The Voice giving us a sneak peek of the new season. The last season for original coach Blake Shelton. You tearing up? Not yet. <laughs> Will you? Probably. Yeah. Probably. bunch. Um, this morning, guys, we are hearing from some other big music stars. Carson sits down with his fellow voice folks, the coaches, getting ready for season 23. Yeah, it's a good season. It's going to be Blake's last season, which is uh, sad in and of itself. But we have two new coaches that we're excited about. Oh, so yeah. it's Blake and Kelly, the veterans, going up against Niall Horan from One Direction, of course, and also Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Yeah. So that conversation you'll see in just a little bit. And Niall Horan does a great yeah. Blake Blake imitation. That was a very good one. We yes. couldn't believe wow. it. We saw that last week. It's rubbed off, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, also, Ed, we got another musical talent. We're going to sit down with Sam Claflin to talk about performing with Elvis's granddaughter in the upcoming series, Daisy Jones and the Six. That series looks fantastic. Yeah, everybody's waiting for that. Based on a best-selling book. And then, guys, we're going to meet a special young man who is making sure everyone in his community has enough to eat because he knows firsthand what it's like to go hungry. I'll uh, introduce you to this just uh, young man in Chicago changing lives. Truly inspiring story coming up. All right. We want to give a little shout out to a friend of the show. Miles Edgeworth is turning 21 years old today. Happy birthday, Miles. He attends Morehouse um, College. And his father, Larry, yes. is a dear friend of ours, a longtime audio tech for us here at NBC who passed away a few years ago. And so, Miles, we just wanted to send you a big hug and love on your special yes. day. We love you. We loved your dad. We love your mom. Happy birthday. Yep. Happy birthday. Yep. Uncle Abba, a quick Larry used to bring Miles uh, over to the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. Aww. He was our audio guy and I watched him grow up. Just a, And Larry watched Nick grow up too, so it was really special. Yeah. All right, oh, we got somebody over from Oswego. Did we see some? Oh, Oswego. Oswego. <laughs> they brought, hey there. How are you? And hey you there, even, they, 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 It's good to see you. Where you got, when did you guys, when did you go to Oswego? We, I, well, I went back in the 60s. All right. And I'm, I'm a teacher, and you are our f most famous alumni. Well, I don't know about that. We brought you a T-shirt, and I'll thank God you're healthy. Thank you. All the thank best, Thank you so honey. much. God All bless. We God thank bless. you. All right, let's show you what we've got looking at the week ahead. Let's start off with today. We're looking at severe storms in the upper Midwest. Record warmth down through Florida. Winter storms out west. We get to the midweek period. We're looking at snowy conditions across the Great Lakes. Heavy snow across the Rockies. Strong storms in the lower Mississippi River Valley, mild along the east coast. And as we get toward the end of the week, significant snow, possibly again, through the Great Lakes on Friday into the Northeast. We're going to be watching that. Plenty of sunshine through the south, some snow in the Intermountain region, record warmth down through Florida. And these two ladies were on a mother-daughter trip, and Dad got a, got a dog? Uh, he sure did. Thought it would be a great idea to foster while we were Oh, gone. that's nice. And they call him the dog Mama? They sure are. Hmm. Okay, well, yikes. <laughs> Good mama. Good mama. Oh, All right. sweet. Oh, gosh, I'm just coming. What? Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Can I borrow this for a oh. second? Oh, someone brought this. Oh, something. my. Oh, oh. Time machine. Oh. Oh. TV guide. That is the old. The first issue of it's January that is 2000. Wow. The oh king gosh. of cool. Oh, look at that. That's Carson Daly, look at you. Do you, do you still have that, that ascot? in my parents' house, and it was cringy then, it's cringy now. No, it's not. You look a little David Copperfield. <laughs> still the king you of cool. You know what the number one video was in the year 2000? What was what? that? TRL? What? NSYNC, Bye Bye Bye. Oh. Wow. Number two, Backstreet Boys, Shape of My Heart. Wow. Number three, Oops, I Did It Again, Britney Spears. Wow. Number six, just for fun, 
the thong song from Cisco. Oh, Whoa! Stuck in here, people. Wow. I can't wow. get rid of it. You're like a savant. We love that. All right, I'm going to give it back to you. It's in excellent shape, Thank too. you. That's a collector's Very job. real life. IRL. Very cool. That is worth 50 cents two blocks yeah. away. So. <laughs> T-I-R. Still T-R-L-I-R. the cool, though. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to have more from Carson in a moment. We look ahead to the new season of The Voice with coaches Blake, Kelly, Nal Horn, and Chance the Rapper. But first, this is Today on NBC. That is ooh, I like it. Know there was a thong song. Well, to say. Oh, you lie like a rug. New season of The Voice premieres <laughs> sure one did. week from today. The final one for our friend Blake Shelton. Carson, you got to catch up with the coaches last week. Spring Break 2000, Arizona, yeah. please. <laughs> no. You know the thong song. Oh, no. All right, guys. Well, Blake has been with us from the very beginning of The Voice, going back to 2011. But yes, yeah, season 23 will be his last, and we're going to keep the fun going with two new coaches as we give Blake one heck of a send off. Kelly Clarkson and Blake Shelton are the winningest coaches at The Voice. Kelly, a four-time winner, is looking to unseat champion Blake, who's won a record nine times and is going for win number 10. He's got one more shot at it. After 23 seasons on The Voice, Blake has decided the time has finally come for him to leave the show. You've been here since the beginning. We both have. This is what they ask the greats when they leave. Was it when I married you and your wife in your ranch? Was that? Yeah, yeah. It was around... I think I was close to calling it a day right when, when COVID hit. And then because of COVID, I didn't want to walk away from the show and, and leave everybody in a bind. I mean, this show changed my life. I'll stay here until the world kind of gets back to normal again. What would it take for you to stay? Was it something I said? I'd like for Kelly to, to not be on the show anymore. Well, you said, you said that about Adam and then Adam, poof, was yeah, gone. Yeah. I just think there's too much Kelly Clarkson on television in general. <laughs> what has it meant to you to be a part of the Voice family for this whole time? What has it really done for you? Well, I mean, I've met my wife on this show. It's changed my life in every way it possibly can from, you know, a personal standpoint. Obviously, from a career standpoint, I've actually read people say, you know, the only star the voice ever found was, was Blake Shelton because I was pretty much... I don't know how to take that as yeah. a producer of the show. Is that a, just, is that a compliment? It is what it is, America, okay? Okay. okay. I yeah. love you, too. It changed the path of my career. But when I came on as coach on this show, I mean, every, everything in my life was turned upside down and, and in a good way. You know, this has been incredible, but it's time. You know, it's, it's time for not even for what's next. You know, a little bit of nothing would be nice. Are you giving The new season kicks off with the two veteran coaches battling it out with the newcomers, Niall Horan and Chance the Rapper. We can make something happen. All trying to lead their teams to victory. What is it like for you to coach and work with just new talent? I love it. I think it's so cool just seeing how excited and poised these people are to like get on stage and show what they've been working at their whole lives. I think America knows about Kelly and Blake, but for the new coaches on The Voice, what are you going to be listening for, Niall? Um, I think for me, I'm just kind of waiting for them voices that kind of make you feel something, a bit of a storyteller kind of vibe going on. Get a few ghost bumps and then hit the button. Like Kelly, you were on one of these shows. Did that help you? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, um, when it comes to making decisions about who's staying and leaving, that's when it's tough. You got successful without the help of you know, conventional radio, you're very self-reliant, very independent. Those qualities, how do they help you being a coach? When I you know, see artists out there on the stage, I see a young myself like 
you know, somebody navigating the industry on their own, trying to make a name for themselves. And I just try and like impart on them the wisdom that I've gained over the years being in it. Kelly, you took a little time off. Mm-hmm. What did you miss about The Voice? I definitely missed the rehearsals with the team. I like to break down a song and even make it a little different and mm-hmm. make it your own. So that whole process is very fun for me and intriguing. Do you view any of the new coaches as competition? Honestly, I view all of them. Obviously, the Cowboy, I mean, everybody's going to be rooting for him. It's his last season. <laughs> oh, man. What makes Blake such a winning coach? A winning coach? Yeah, like why? I mean, he's done it nine times. Yeah. So it, it's more than luck. Honestly, I think because he's it? just so popular in the country. I think once we go live in America, the, the fate of the show's in their hands. Yeah. Oh. They just vote for Blake and oh. whoever he represents because they love him so much. Oh, okay. Um, it so would be one large reason. You don't think he's necessarily got a, more of an ability to actually pick talent? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's what I was getting at. No, uh, season oh, 23 no. of The Voice premieres next. Monday, 8, 7 Central, right here on it's NBC. Fun. It's fun. And again, can we just stop and pause it? 23 seasons. Amazing. That's yes. a run. Yeah. So they far, got a so decent good. producer, too, I hear. Yeah. We're, we're, doing, we're, still, we're still hanging in there. I yeah. love it. But these two new coaches are great. It's worth checking out. Up next, Daisy Jones and the six-star Sam Claflin, live in the house. He told us his audition, by the way, for this, this series. An absolute train wreck. <laughs> so we can't wait to hear how much of a wreck it was and how it... All seem to have worked out pretty well in the end, right? But first, this is today on NBC. And welcome back. Our next guest, no stranger to starring in adaptations of wildly popular books, Sam Claflin. He played fan favorite Finnick in the Hunger Games franchise. Well, now Sam is, is taking on a more musical role as lead singer Billy Dunn and Daisy Jones in The Six. When Riley Keough's Daisy joins the band, Billy finds himself on the receiving end of some tough questions. What do you think the song's about? What do I think the song is about? What the song yeah, that what I is wrote? The song what about? do I think the song that I wrote is about? It's about starting a new life, okay. Daisy. It's about redemption. Redemption from, from what? From letting people down. So guilt. It's about guilt. Oh, Sam, good morning. Good morning. The series looks absolutely fantastic, by the way. Uh, thank you. Absolutely <laughs> thank fantastic. You. So I was a bit surprised to read that your audition for this role did not go perhaps as, as well as you had hoped. Is that true? I, that, that, is, that is correct. <laughs> what what, hap- <laughs> it's, it's, what it's, happened? It's as bad as you can imagine an audition to go, really. Um, I think I, w- I was asked to uh, prepare a 1970s rock song, but my knowledge of that particular era of music, or in fact any music, uh, is was kind of non-existent. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went through a playlist or a compilation um, that, that was sort of on Apple Music, found a song that I thought fitted my range, yeah. uh, went for Elton John's Your Song, which I thought was very rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, they asked you to sing a Beatles song, right? Well, yeah, so basically the, the, the Your Song wasn't quite what they were looking for. Um, so they, they came in with a guitar and said, do you know this song? I said, like, yes, Michael Jackson. Oh! Sang, sang. Oh! Then, you know, so that, that, was, that, was, that was where I was starting this, this uh, journey. Um, but I've, I've, I've learned I've learned something now. I feel, I I feel like so. I've been on a roller coaster. <laughs> and, and here's the thing for folks who, who don't know. I mean, you you didn't grow up singing. You actually learned to sing for this role. Yeah, I, I'd done I'd done a few musical theater um, shows growing growing up. Um, 
I was in like Jesus Christ Superstar, Les Miserables, but like a high school kind of standard level. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, this this was my the first time I'd ever been in a recording studio, the first time I'd ever sung, you know, rock rock music. If that makes sense. I, I'd say you picked it up pretty well. How long did it take for for you to get to that point? Well. We had originally, I think we had about a month or four four weeks, I think, to prepare, get you know all the all the songs recorded, to learn the songs, to learn guitar. Um, but then, because of the pandemic, we were blessed with another year and a half of yeah. delays, which meant you know we could all grow our own hair and um, and yeah, basically familiarize familiarize ourselves not only with the music but with each other. I think in a way that um, you know benefited the the overall. The end product. And you play opposite Riley Keough, of course. Elvis is his granddaughter. Yeah. Um, did that ever did that ever come up during during the shooting? She she definitely doesn't carry the weight of her you know uh, the, the, the her ancestors uh, on her shoulders. Like you you wouldn't know to meet her in person. I don't think she's just a very grounding, very um, free spirited, just kind, generous person. Um, but yeah, there, there was a day where we were on set in a cafe. It was a cafe sequence quite kind of late on in the filming process. And me and her were sat there quietly in between takes. And all of a sudden I started hearing an Elvis song over, over, the, over the sort of speakers. Yeah. It was like there was a moment where, you know, you just look at someone and go, oh, my gosh, that's your granddad. That is your granddad. My granddad is a children's entertainer, dresses up as a clown. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is, this, yeah, it was kind of wild to, to be reminded, I think. Well, Sam, thank you. Uh, and again, job well done. Thank series you. looks fantastic. Sam's going to come back, by the way, in, in the fourth hour, and some of the Daisy, Daisy Jones and the Six uh, cast is also going to join us for the third hour as well. We should note Daisy Jones and the Six premieres on Prime Video this Friday. Still ahead here on a Monday morning, a remarkable young man working hard to make sure his neighbors... Never go hungry. But first, this is Today on NBC. We are back with our series, Discover Black Heritage. So how do you go from growing up with next to nothing to not only finding a way to feed your own family, but your entire community as well? That is what Dion's Chicago dream is all about. Beacons come in all shapes and sizes. For example, this refrigerator covered in colorful paint that sits outside a liquor store in the Inglewood section of Chicago. Every day, Dion Dawson makes a delivery. How you doing? He packs it full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and water for anyone who needs it. Tell me about this community fridge. There's no fresh produce. And it's in a neighborhood where we're in the bottom 10% of average household income. And so we started this community fridge. What was the response to that? Oh no, they were like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who's leaving all this fresh fruit? Like, what is this? But the beautiful thing is that I came back every day after that. The only two things we say, get enough to, you know, last to tomorrow, because we'll be back and ladies first. Dion's easy charm masks a dedication rooted in his own experience growing up in Inglewood. We were homeless a lot of years, lived on people's couches, being separated from my brothers. So, I mean, my norm was just always like a state of uh, flux. How does that shape you? What does that, what does that do to a young man? What it did was it allowed me to have like a different type of empathy. That has been the game changer for, you know, leading this organization. Now, this organization is more than just a refrigerator. It's Dion's Chicago dream. 
in 2020 after the success of the community fridge, Dion set out to feed more families. With communication skills learned in the Navy, Dion was able to raise money to buy fresh produce to deliver right to someone's door. By the end of the year, I want to be at all seven locations. Okay. If you ask Dion, the ways we feed most of the food insecure don't work. He's seen that broken system up close. I realized that it was still the same from when I was a kid. Nothing had changed. Still feeding people outside. They're facing the elements. Unlabeled cans and off-brand, you know, oatmeal. People who sign up for Dion's nonprofit delivery service get a dream box stuffed with fruits and vegetables. To do it, Dion's team took over an old YMCA building where they packed the boxes. He has 14 employees who he pays at least 20 bucks an hour. They have a fleet of vehicles to make the rounds to more than 560 families, handing out about 23,000 pounds of food a month. Raylon Whitcomb was one of the first employees. He says they're filling a vital need caused by a lack of access to fresh food. So it may be one good store down the street, but in a lot of neighborhoods, it's not the best stores. Lack of transportation is a big thing, too. I hopped in with Dion to follow one of his team's delivery routes. So is this part of the area that you service? With Dream Deliveries, yeah, we're in 26 Chicagoland neighborhoods. Oh, so it's all over. Oh, yeah, we're in a 45-mile radius. We watched as they delivered to Sherry Phillips. Oh, thank you. What has it meant for you to, to get that box every week? Oh, it means a lot because uh, if I don't eat it, my grandkids eat it, or my great-grandkids, or I'll take it and uh, pass it around. Share. I share it. Sharing. Making sure everyone has enough to eat. Two of these, that's enough for me. That's why every morning you'll find Dion still stocking his community fridge. It's a beacon for hope. Mm. Wow. What a great yeah. story. Yeah. All these food that's deserts. Incredible. You know, just the, the, him taking this on himself is just amazing. You know what people say? They're amazing. like, oh my gosh, what can one person do? Right oh, there. Right. One amazing person. And I love it gets to the grandma and then it gets to the kids, the yep. grandkids. It's a it ripple can, effect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dion, way to go, brother. Now he is, by the way, planning to launch dream vaults, lockers set up at major retailers where people can pick up food orders while they shop. Yeah. Oh, great. Wow. My money's on him. Dion, yes. man with the dream. Third and fourth hours coming up, including a visit with supermodel Gigi Hadid and fashion designer Tan France.